Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. going on everyone happy thursday happy new year january 4th 2024 and this is a brand new episode of snaps uh oh that's disconcerting i'm hearing my own echo there we go i am t bob a bear he's aaron murray the man in the middle who we normally don't do live we normally record and release this show but um that's our guy colin wilson from the big bets on campus podcast colin has helped us to uh well at least me Aaron's a little wuss, and after one down weekend, uh, he's never come back. But Colin helped me grow my nut quite significantly mm. during this season. It's been great. You see the green lights in the background. That means it's been uh, dubs for our guy, Colin. Uh, you catch his work on the Action Network. He's an excellent follow. has really fascinating insight. Told you how these last two playoff games were going to mm. go, and that worked out quite nicely. Um, so a ton to get to today, as today we're mainly going to talk national championship washington and michigan now there is some quinchon judkins news which is shocking that we'll touch on probably near the end but um colin aaron uh what's going on guys aaron serve you what's up man how you feeling that i'm i i was doing good and then just just hit with this quinchon news about five minutes ago i just saw the headlines and i'm flabbergasted that that quinchon is is hitting the portal i i thought Ole miss has had all the momentum over the past month, I think more momentum than anyone else in the country, besides obviously the two teams playing for national championship of winning 11 and two being a powerhouse in Penn state, demolishing them, honestly. Uh, and then everything that they've done in the transfer portal, you get your quarterback back. You got Quinchon back. It looks like Lane Kiffin's going to build a top 10 roster for next season. And then you lose probably your best player on your roster. Uh, in Quinchon just, I, I, I'm shocked. I could not believe that he's honestly hitting the portal. 
hey, somebody's going to pay you more. You take that job. It's just kind of like a fucking basic fact of life. Colin, what's up, brother? What's going on, man? So happy to do this live uh, this week with you. How are you doing today? Oh, I wish I could go 20 years back and get into the portal and get paid like some of these yeah. kids. It's an, it's an arms race in college football right now. Even my Arkansas Razorbacks, we don't have enough money to afford some of these. But the Quinshawn Judkins, no one creates more missed tackles. How does Jackson Dart run zone read without him? It's going to be mm. – that's, that's a huge loss. Well, and what's weird or what sucks for an Ole Miss fan, and I mean, it doesn't suck that bad, right? Sorry to have a little fly in your ointment. You're incredible fucking It's a big-ass fly. But big ass uh, fly. it is. It is. No, no doubt. No doubt. No, um, uh, yeah, and, and it kind of like one of the best parts about Ole Miss wasn't just the new talent. It was the returning talent combined with, right? And that's a significant blow mm -hmm. to that returning portion of that. Um, okay, I guess we kind of talked about it there. So there you go. Really crazy. Quinchun Jenkins in the portal. Maybe leaving Ole Miss, but hey, again, this is what Lane Kiffin has to battle. You, you, and this is not wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying this as a pejorative, but when you create a mercenary culture, you have to deal with the mercenary effects, right? And this is simply that. Um, all right, we are going to dive. Yeah, Turner Young, our resident Maine Washington fan. You guys are really starting to show off with fucking Junkins. Who gives a fuck? Fair Turner. So let's dive in. To mm. the natty, and it's the most exciting natty that we've ever seen in my lifetime, for what it's worth. Really? Because it's new, yeah, it's new. Um, at least since I've been doing this job, I would feel confident. Not to say there haven't been massive matches, maybe like some of the Clemson, Alabamas of the past, but like mm -hmm. to have just two teams that haven't won it since at least '98, right? Like before the BCS, they're two teams that are so solid. They're two teams that where the whole is greater than the sum of their parts, and it's just like good football complete teams and it's not your uh your Nick Sabins and just the overwhelming money of Georgia or something like that. And so I think there's a lot that the average person T Bob has overwhelming money of Georgia act like we're just spending just a trillion dollars a year on NIL and recruiting and uh, you do. Why is, why is Georgia, Georgia literally the, spends more than Georgia's anybody on recruiting by a large gap. What are you not talking NIL, about? Don't on recruiting. On, on, on recruiting, that's what I said. You fucking said it. Like it's, it's, just, it's, it's just only money. It's only money. Collins is my man. It's only money right. that George has been able to win football games. That's it. That's it. It's just the money. Okay. Wait. So, so you think if Georgia was spending at the level of Arkansas, they'd be having the success they're having? I'm just acting like you, you stop spending money. Spend Georgia's not the only so one much spending more. money. My point is, they spend significant, you little Georgia, little defensive boy bitch. They spend so <laughs> much more money. Then Washington does, and then Michigan does. That's all I'm saying. See, I like young knows it. It's, it's the Jewish in me. Teams. It's the half Jewish in <laughs> me. Just trying to be conservative over here. You can say that. You can say that. He's that I true. Can say that. I can um, say that. All right, Colin. Speaking of money, Colin's a real money man here. As yeah. uh, all he does is make us money. So let's. We're, we're going to talk about this game, not just from a picks angle, though. I do want to get your pick, but I want to see because Colin has a really interesting system that is data-based, and I've seen it. I've seen the graph, and it's so accurate all the time. So I want to see what the numbers are saying about this matchup. Um, Colin, first give me your kind of overarching thoughts on these two teams squaring up. Michigan's offense is going to run wild here. The quorum props are out, and they are justified in their price. When you look at Washington, yeah, they are great at putting pressure on quarterbacks in passing situations. 
is Michigan ever going to be outside of a standard down here? And I think when I look at it, you look at their run concepts, whether it's power, man, inside zone, outside zone, it doesn't matter what Michigan does. They put someone in motion, they pull a weak side lineman, and they send way more blockers to one side of the line. Yeah. And they like, let Corum just play pinball in there. Now, the, the explosiveness is gone from Corum. But what that means is, is Michigan can literally own the clock here. They could own this clock for 40 minutes, let Corum get 17 first downs, and the red zone is where there are huge issues here because Michigan is seventh nationally in red zone rushing touchdowns. Washington's defense is 112th in allowing rushing red zone TDs. Mm. And, and I'm going to – so I, th- I have a real problem seeing how the Washington – defense from a run perspective is going to get Michigan into long distances and get McCarthy what you think would make mistakes. He hasn't had an interception since week four. Why? Well, Sharon Moore saw JJ McCarthy try to attempt to pass at the beginning of the Rose Bowl, almost got picked off. Every attempt from there on out was low risk. Comebackers at the sideline, mm-hmm. nothing that was going to get them in trouble for a pick six. I Guys, go back to Penn State. J.J. McCarthy didn't even attempt to pass because Blake Corm was so successful running the ball. There is a prop out there right now. J.J. McCarthy to go under 0.5 interceptions. I'm hitting it because I don't know even sure he gets a passing attempt if Corm's going crazy. Now, let's talk about Corm real quick of bets on Michigan before I flip to Washington. He has scored at least two rushing touchdowns in nine of 14 games this season. That's 57%. That tells you you should lay a minus 130 prop on two plus TDs for Blake Corn. What is his number? Plus 150. That thing's got 80 oh, cents wow. of juice to run. Blake Corum, two TDs. If you want to lay minus 320 on an anytime TD, if you can handle that kind of juice, if you mm-hmm. want first score, whatever. Corum is the only one that gets red zone attempts. I believe dating back to Penn State, Corum's had every red zone attempt except for three. Damn. One was Samaj Morgan. Two were Donovan Edwards. That's it. They all belong to Blake Corm. So don't even think about getting cute. You want to get cute and maybe get a long shot prop? Let's go to the other side of the ball. Washington's offense. I can't really discern Michigan's secondary numbers because of the schedule they face, the quarterbacks yeah. they face, the wide receivers they face. Yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. caught only five of his nine targets. He likes to run a lot of hitch. Michigan was pretty good at shutting that down, but at the same time, the quarterback is Kyle McCord. It's not Michael Penix Jr. And no. then people, I, I've heard the narrative already build out there that these defensive ends are going to be able to get uh, a lot of pressure on Michael Penix here. Braden McGregor is coming on really strong the last three games. But the deal is, is the tackles for Washington individually in PFF from all tackles in FBS rank top eight in allowing They're pressure. Great. We're talking like two sacks this year, uh, uh, two quarterback hits. That's it in 1,138 snaps. I just... Michigan's defensive line is really good, but Penix just doesn't get sacked or get hit or whatsoever. So what are we looking at on the Washington offense? A lot of 50-50 balls like the Sugar Bowl, and Washington Mm -hmm. won every single one of them. So it's hard to turn on the Washington side how great they're going to be because it's all 50-50 balls, and it's going up against a new secondary that's been pretty good. But like again, Mm -hmm. it's Big Ten quarterbacks, so I'm not sure what we're going to get. That now, when it comes to a prop, you want to say something, Aaron, before I get to the props on Washington? No, no, I just want to. I have to get in, I have to prepare my next question before T Bob just takes over again. So, <laughs> okay, fair, fair. <laughs> well, the, the Washington props are crazy. Like, if you want to take a long shot, it's going to be right here. If you go to first TD scores, it is a long list of names, even a defensive score is in there. You want to go, you think maybe you want to hit a Duns or Polk or one of those wide receivers. It's really been 
Dylan Johnson and a lot, but guess who's now running the ball again after having two ACL tears? Michael Penix Jr. He had 44 rushing yards yeah. coming into the Sugar mm-hmm. Bowl, had 30 against Texas, two design calls, one scramble. I think that's been in the playbook the entire season. They've held on to it the entire season. And you want to go with the narrative that these defensive edges are going to get pressure. Where's Michael Penix going to go? His designed run that goes right over center and right guard. I love Michael Penix rushing props. I can't find a book out there. I've been psychos up till three in the morning looking for a prop. It's coming. It's probably going to be five to 15 yards. I'm playing this over up to 14 and a half whenever it gets out there. So I do love that. As far as a first TD prop, I think this is really where you can get wild. Uh, Michael Penix rushing TD, first TD, 30 to one. Um, you know, they've got, uh, some other ones out there. Um, I got, his name is escaping me real quick. Let me, it's, uh, uh, Jeremy Bernard, Jeremy Bernard is, so the, the deal with Dylan Johnson is if he's hurt, I know he's walking around a boot after the game. He might not be the running back that Washington needs, but look at what they've done, uh, with, with Dylan Johnson before in the red zone, they've actually lined up Jeremy Bernard out in the slot or out at wide out, and he'll go in a jet sweep motion, and Dylan Johnson will just shovel past that forward and let Jeremy Bernard score a touchdown. They did that against Oregon. Bernard has had touches in the red zone in previous games, the last three or four games. He's 30-1 to one for first TD props. So I like Penix, Bernard, first TD props on Washington. You guys want overall picks? Michigan's just mm-hmm. too strong. Oh, I, I how, how can I not talk about this with Aaron here? Who is the one head official that calls the most personal fouls in Uh-oh. all of college football. Ed Ardito, Ed Ardito yeah, of the First Responders Bowl of Texas State and Rice, right? <laughs> who, who is the second highest officiating crew that calls personal fouls? Marcus Woods, who's calling this national championship game. You dive into the ACC officiating crew that's calling this. They are the highest defensive pass interference, highest Ooh. personal fouls of any officiating crew in college football. So you want to play into that? Washington is 132nd in penalties this year. They're second to last. Michigan is second in penalties this year. They are so disciplined. They average Mm. only 26 penalty yards per game. If you want to parlay that defensive pass interference, I mean, Washington could get spotted some free yards here. I think both teams are going to take advantage of this Marcus Woods referee crew that's going to give free yards, free field position, and extra scoring opportunities. Yeah, so I never knew that. I, like that. I wonder if coaches look into that a little bit too. That's I've never thought of that by that before. Like looking to what the the referee crew calls, and then kind of maybe adjusting your game plan to it a little bit because that does to me favor a little bit of Washington. Push them all the field. I want to ask you this, Colin. You, you brought up the time of possession a little bit earlier, like, and I think that's a big key. Like, I used to face Georgia Tech in that triple option. For me, yep. mentally heading into that game, I knew I was going to lose two, if not three, possessions. So like there was a sense of urgency on every possession of Bobo telling us, make sure you make it count. Rick Thomas, make sure you make this drive count because you're not going to get nearly as many as you're used to getting. Like you just can't take a, a drive for granted, essentially. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Does that play to your numbers at all? Washington like does make game? it count though, right? I do. They know they make it count, but I think it's, it, it adds still a more of a level of stress knowing that you may look up and, and Michigan gets the ball but, first, but, but you may but, not get but, your first possession until seven minutes to go in the quarter. So let me add on to that question then, because I'd actually written this before we had this conversation, and I'm looking at this Texas box score, right? And Washington nearly doubles up Texas's time of possession. And yet, 
uh, they nearly end up with the same amount of yardage for the game. And so I was actually wondering if Michigan's more conservative style almost plays into Washington's favor uh, because because they they it, they're, they're kind of exposed to maybe a um, a little less risk. Well, no, I was calling this because Colin talked about too. Like they're going to run the football. Like I don't think that matters for them. Well, no, that's I want to get Collins. Okay. I, I want to get Collins. Yeah, I, well, uh, listen, these two, both two, these two teams are slow. Washington is twenty six point twenty seven point six seconds per play. Michigan slowest in the nation, thirty one and a half seconds per play. But you're right, Michigan is going to run the ball. They're going to use that clock to their advantage. They're going to eat it up, eat it up, take it, just abuse that Washington defensive front seven. But what's going to happen? Aaron's right. Is at some point, Penix and and Kalen DeBoer are going to take fourth downs. They're going to take shots on second down. By the way, Washington, third highest rate of passing attempts on first down. They're not going to sit around and just run the ball and eat clock. They're going to throw. And when they throw, we're going to find out real fast what kind of pace this is going to be. But I like the over in this game because, yes, Michigan's going to try to eat clock, run quorum. But at some point, if they get a two-score lead or maybe even a one-score lead, you're going to see Washington start to air this out. And that plays right into Marcus Woods' referee crew, who's going to start throwing flags. He averages 14 a game. Uh, I I think, you know, absolutely this could be slow. I I could be talked into a first half under here. But at some point, if Washington is trailing by two scores, it's going to get aired out and flags and yards are going to start racking up. So I think the perfect example, I think Turner brought this up. I mean, look at the Oregon State game. I mean, Washington won, but Oregon State had the ball for 37 minutes to 22 minutes as a 22 to 20 game. Like, do we think it's going to be like that? I know it was rainy. I mean, you you factor in the weather in that game. Was not Pennix's best game because of that. But in Oregon State just ate up the clock and went super slow. So even even with that, you feel like an over. Oh, I I still feel like an over because Michigan is going to be more successful than Oregon State in scoring in the red zone and their scoring opportunities. It's going to force Washington to be more aggressive in the second half of this game if they're trailing. I mean, uh, listen, Oregon State only scored, you know, less than three touchdowns. I don't see Michigan doing that here. I they're, they're going to have no issues running the ball. Uh, so turning on five dollars super chat says Giles Jackson has a Michigan transfer hammer. Talk about touchdown props. But then he he asked something that I kind of wanted to ask. He asked in a different way. He does another super chat says, Is this the same guy who bet Oregon to lose to uh who bet Oregon over Washington twice? Um, but but I don't care about that. But what I do want to get your insight on is how do you square the the disconnect that appears to be between the database systems and this Washington football team? Because I keep falling back on intangibles, but it seems like a lot of times this year, the numbers have looked like pretty, even sometimes wildly out of, like did not favor Washington. And yet all they do is consistently find ways to win. So how do you square that circle? Well, I mean, there's a reason for all of that. Washington was terrible for an entire month. Plus, I took an Oregon 30 to 1 because I had a Washington 100 to 1 in my back pocket. And at the time, Bo Nix was on track to win the Heisman. Third downs have been unbelievable for Washington here. They've actually been dominated on the ground by both Texas and Oregon. They just show up in third downs. Texas and Oregon, 7 of 21 in, in third down situations against Washington. So it's really hard to justify looking at all the stats from Washington on the rushing side and say, well, how come they've been able to stop an attack like Oregon on the ground? They have swarmed to the football. They're healthy. Their safeties are healthy. And that is something that doesn't show up in the stats. It doesn't show up in the box score is how healthy and clutch the second level defenders for Washington's defense have been over these past two games. 
And so we talked about kind of the scenario where if Michigan gets a lead and then Washington's playing catch up, airing it out. Um, what if this Washington offense forces Michigan into a deficit? It could be like a turnover, whatever. I'm, I'm, just, I'm not, I'm just saying like hypothetical, you can make it luck, yep. make it whatever, but they go down like 10. What have right. you seen out of JJ McCarthy and company? Do you think that they can explode their way back into that? Well, sure. It's going to be Cheryl Moore's worst nightmare, which is I'm going to have to get McCarthy out of the pocket, get him on the move. <laughs> and I'm going to have to look downfield in between the in between the hash marks. It's not the preferred style of offense that Michigan wants to do, but they've gone blow to blow with TCU before. And as far as, you know, getting into those types of games, sure. it's not the game they want to play. Their best advantage is on the ground. But if they get behind, they are absolutely able to play enough tempo and verticals and get McCarthy on the move to do that. Now, he hasn't had interceptions since week four. But, you know, they've also limited his exposure and, and with low risk passing, but that will change if they're trailing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, 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 JG's progressed, but also the best games he had during the early part of the season were against lesser opponents. Like, I, do we look too much into the numbers of Washington's defense? Cause you look at like the yards given up per game, the, the amount of points given up per game. Like it is literally the worst defense to, if they do win a championship, like the worst statistical defense to win a championship, like ever. Yeah. Like better than than obviously LSU's or worse than LSU's defense from 19, worse than Auburn's defense back in 2010. Like this defense, these type of defenses don't win championships. Is it is is it a factor in your mind though, because of the way their offense plays? That that's part of the reason why they give up so many points or so many yards and points. Is that or, or, I'm trying to ask, like, are they as bad as we think they are? The defense is better than we think they are, but it's still not great. Uh, I think okay, they're yeah. on a they're on a heat. Like, listen, we all get on heaters at the blackjack table. Right now, Washington is on a heater on third downs. They finished oh. 81st nationally in third down defense, but right now they just dominated Oregon and Texas on third downs. But make mm -hmm. no mistake, those offenses are running just fine. They average 6.2 overall yards per play on rushing attempts against Washington. If they can do that, Michigan's going to have third and three, third and two, third and one consistently here. So is Washington going to stick on that heater at the blackjack table and third downs? Probability says no. Uh, well, how about this, Mr. Mathman? A barge <laughs> in the chat using the undefeated law of transitive sports properties. Washington beat Texas by six, who beat Bama by 10. So Washington would be Bama by 16. Michigan beat Bama by seven. So Washington should beat Michigan by nine. Simple yeah. math, right? Wow. Oh, listen, there are so many correlations between this Washington offense and the 2019 LSU. Does everybody remember oh, that Aaron, 2019? You feel validated, Aaron? Let's go. Not, what, is, what was 2019 LSU's offense? I'm not going to go into X's and O's. They simply picked out the empty spot in the field and hit it. That's exactly yeah. what Washington does. And you have to have great one-on-one -on -one tackling, which Michigan has. You have to be able to not allow broken tackles. I'm sorry, that's what Michigan has. Michigan has that too. So Michigan is equipped to handle this. But I mean, Pennix is on Burroughs level of 2019. I'm going to find an open spot. Doesn't matter who the player is. And that's why the props are so much fun on the Washington side. Because if it's an empty part of the field, they're going to hit it. I just, there's no answer. LSU, at least defensively with Dave Aranda in 2019, they missed like 30 tackles against Vanderbilt in the middle of the season. By the time they got to the national championship game, they were missing four tackles a game. That defense transformed over the second half of the season for LSU. Washington's defense has done nothing for improvement except for show up on third down. They still can't defend the run. Mm. So, mm. so you like you like Michigan to cover here? 
I do like Michigan, but four is my buying point. I am more than happy to stay off that four and a half. I think there's a lot of love in the market for Washington, and there should be, but they have to win 50-50 balls. They have to avoid penalties. This officiating crew is could absolutely take them out of a couple of drives, and they can't defend the Michigan rush. Too much stuff piling up. Four is my buying point on Michigan. There's a couple cheap shops out there, four and a half. You can buy it to minus 115, which is is fine. I just I just feel like there's 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 one avenue for Washington winning this football game. And that's Michael Penix, which he's can is more than capable of doing. Obviously, he, he's shown us throughout the season is he has to have an incredible football game where Michigan is just that love is spread out amongst both sides of the football. They're just to me a more balanced team. They can win it on defense. They can win it running it. I I'm still a believer that JJ, if asked to maybe do even a little bit more, maybe not do what Michael Penix has to do, but just a little bit more is capable of doing that at times in this game. I just, I don't know. I just think it's, it's boys. I know T-Bob's a Husky boy, but I just feel like this is a game where if, if Penix doesn't hit 350 plus with four touchdowns, Washington doesn't win the football game. They have to win every 50, 50. And, but I don't have any questions about the Michigan rush offense, but Washington has to hit every 50, 50 ball like they did in the sugar. I mean, they, but we knew that, right? I mean, that was, I could telegraph that immediately was that Washington was going to abuse yeah. that Texas secondary. I don't see it as much with these. Yeah. That's because, the problem is that that was Texas yeah. glaring weakness. Whereas Michigan's past defense now, granted it's a big 10. So like you said, maybe, maybe not as good as the numbers would say, but the DBs are still significantly better than what Texas was bringing to bear. Colin, do you look? Do you look? Do you look back at all of obviously the, the the Michigan game versus Ohio State when it comes to big play receivers this year? But kind of what Michigan has done to Ohio State over the past three seasons, because obviously that's when you had multiple good receivers. That's when you had C.J. Stroud, and and Michigan has beat Ohio State over the past two years. Who I would say skill wise and quarterback wise would be the most comparable to what Washington has this season. Yeah, absolutely. Go back to that because Jesse Minter was there for CJ Stroud version two and Mike McDonald, same Ravens staff was there for CJ mm-hmm. Stroud version one, uh, you know, and those they won those games and they have been the better coach team. They've been the better scheme team. I'm not going to get into the sign ceiling stuff and all that junk because frankly, it didn't apply to Alabama and they were fine there. So uh, I think Michigan absolutely, uh, if you go back to CJ Stroud days, shows you that they can handle an elite combination of quarterback and wide receiver, except the problem is Washington's got three of them. But again, it's 50-50 balls all the way. You got to win them. Is there a... Was it really 50-50 if you got Penix throwing it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> is there a... Um, is there a battle-tested metric? Like, I mean, you look at Washington down the stretch here, that run of USC, Utah, Oregon State, Washington, Oregon, Texas, all games, we'll say for USC, which they, that was 10 and not even that close. But the rest of those games all decided by seven or less. Uh, is there any way of quantifying that or does it come into the evaluation at all? There is a stat, yes, and it was neutral in this. And there is two stats that I lean on heavily. One is called game control. That is, how often are you in control? Are you... Uh, basically when you look at a chart of live odds and like who's in control of the game and where is the line, these two teams rank number one and number two in game control wow. of all of FBS. That's an ESPN stat. And then if you go to the, and you guys know, I love the middle eight, right? I love the yeah. last four minutes of the second quarter. I love the first four minutes of the third quarter. It's a great chance for a gambling opportunity. When a team gets two consecutive possessions. Uh, oh, I got something interesting to say about that, but both these guys, Kalen DeBoer, Jim Harbaugh, they're both top 25 in middle eight. No win there whatsoever. Now, I have a very interesting stat. I was going to say for BBOC, but I'll let it out here. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh has 
third on every single coin toss that I could look up over the past four years, except one instance against Michael Penix in 2020, Michigan decided to take the ball first. It ended up in a three and out. Penix immediately scored. I'm not saying that, you know, Harbaugh wins the toss and he's going to take the ball here, but boy, I can't wait to get down to Houston here in a couple of days. I'm going to ask Harbaugh, why did you take the ball first against Penix in 2020? Because this is the only time in your history you ever did it. And, you know, maybe mm. he'll tell me he'll do it again. I doubt it. But, you know, that's I, I want to get I want to get to the super, super chat real quick from, from Turner Young. Get to here. Yeah, Turner Young, appreciate you obviously bringing in the juice here this Thursday afternoon. Uh, it's hilarious that Aaron has taken my 2019 LSU UW take, <laughs> then says if Penix doesn't play great, they won't win. No shit. Say that about Burrow. The difference between, and T-Bob can hit on this too, so the difference between Washington and, 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 and UW is the fact that Clyde Edwards Hilaire was the running back back in the day, too. So, like, did Burrow have to play great? Yeah, he did. Nah, Which dog, also that was fourth... still about Captain America. That was still about was, Joey B, was. though. But that two things. Still... One, you had Clyde Edwards. One. So there was a run aspect to that football team. Two, you had a better defense. And then run three, aspect to Washington. Three, I'll back against that. Not if your running back's banged up. And then three, three, Penix has had bad games this season. Joe didn't have a bad game yeah. that entire year. Like Penix yeah, has but, shown us he is human this year. There was not one game in 2019 where where Joe Burrow looked human. He was Auburn. Superman. Auburn from, game, you did look human. Okay, but it was the only one. It was the we only saw, one. If we're calling Penix's Arizona State and Washington State games human, in which Oregon State granted, game, he's Oregon still State game. For two seven. I mean, Oregon State, he, uh, yeah, Oregon or State, you, you would put in there as well. Well, Oregon State's actually probably the most human, even though he got the two touchdowns. Um, Bo was pretty but, not human. I don't disagree with Turner's point, though, in that, like, yeah, when the quarterbacks, you're fucking Superman. Like, of course, if he doesn't show up, like, you're probably not going to win the yeah. game. But, like, I'll still bet on Michael Penix Jr. getting that shit done. All he's done when the stage has been the biggest has been really good. I I, I love hypotheticals, and T-Bob's going to love this because I still have my power ratings from 2019. LSU would be an eight and a half point favorite over Washington. And you guys are exactly correct. Burrow was flawless as to where Michael Penix, I believe has nine turnover worthy plays, uh, maybe eight or nine interceptions a season. So he has had his moments where he's gambled and lost. Burrow never lost the most immaculate thing I've ever seen. So LSU would beat him by eight and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. Daniel wants a $5 super chat. Why are you acting like Washington's entire offense pin on 50, 50 balls? LOL. That's not the only thing they do. Well, well, a 50-50 ball is, uh, you know, it's not the only thing to do well, but you're able to run. You're not going to be able to run against this Michigan front. And with Dylan Johnson hurt, uh, it, it creates uh, separate issues when you try to run inside zone. That's all Dylan Johnson runs is inside zone. Michigan dominates inside zone. I have, you know, no doubts about that. But when I talk 50-50 ball, how many throws did you see in the highlight reel where Michael Penix had it up and either the defender or the wide receiver could have gone up and got it? Uh, there were, I, I saw at least a half dozen, maybe 10 and Washington just dominated because they have three NFL ready, uh, de- uh, wide receivers ready to go, but Michigan has a better secondary. So do those 50, 50 balls get touched? They get tipped. Uh, there's definitely more resistance coming here than there was against Texas. Yeah. And, and, and don't, I don't want chat to get too, and listeners to get too married to the strict math of 50, 50. He's more describing a type of play. Like there's no doubt that with how Washington's played this year, they have the advantage on those plays. It's just that to his point, use the word resistance, like Michigan in theory should be able to maybe win a couple more of those, whereas others are not. And that could maybe end up 
being the difference. Um, this has been pretty fascinating. It always is, Colin. So final picks, Michigan up to four. And then give us those props again that you were that you were in on. I do like the over two key number 55. If you want to buy it down to minus okay. 125, I, I like that too. Props. Uh, we're gonna go pretty, pretty conservative on the Michigan side. Anything you can get Blake Corm. My favorite is me Blake Corm, two rushing touchdowns. I've seen that at plus 150 out there. You're gonna take it to minus 130 because that's what where the true value stops. After that, you go to the Washington side of the ball. All of a sudden, Michael Penix Jr. is having designed runs. There is going to be pressure. I think it's in the playbook for Ryan Grubb. And you're going to see him take off. Try to find uh, Michael Penix Jr. over rushing yards up to about 14 and a half. Once you get past that, it is anybody. It's a roulette wheel of who the Washington first TD score is going to be. Because of the number of targets I've seen in the last four games, I'm going to go with Jeremy Bernard first TD. 30 to one, or if you want to take the Washington, you know, just Washington first score 15 to one. And also Michael Penix Jr., 30 to one first TD score or Washington first TD score 15 to one. So, oh, and JJ McCarthy, let's not forget. Don't think he's going to be in passing downs much. Don't think Sharon Moore is going to let him just wheel it over the middle. Sure. Uh, let's go JJ McCarthy under a half interception minus 135 out there. There you go. Colin Wilson. Host of the Big Bets on Campus podcast. He is uh, the best. He's been with us all season long. Um, I'll be fascinated to see, man. I'll be fascinated to see. Uh, I've I've been kind of flip-flopping on my picks, and this has certainly given me some interesting insight, though. I still, there is still something about Washington that just finds a way to fade the numbers, but mm-hmm. we'll see, man. It's, it's, it's great. I, I think it's great Dylan Johnson needs to be full health. I, I'll be down yeah, at player meeting. I'll be a player media day on Saturday. I'll be on the field Monday and I, my eyes will be locked on Dylan Johnson. And if he can cut, if he looks healthy, staring at Johnson, that's what Tom <laughs> loves to do more than anything else in this world. Um, <laughs> you have a, uh, ah, it's a bit of a reach, but you LSU fans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get ready for baseball season. Okay. Cause if hogs about to get their ass kicked once again, natty champs. Um, I'm just kidding. We're not here to talk baseball. All right, Kyle. Thank you so much, man. You are the man, and uh, we will talk to you again in the future. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. All right, brother. Take it easy, man. Colin Wilson, host of Big Bets on PM Camps Podcast. He's awesome. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke. Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, 
I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to continue to talk about this game a bit because uh, this is kind of giving us some other fascinating insight. Uh, but let's say, like, you maybe wanted to go to the game last minute. You suddenly got travel time to Houston. You want to download. You want to download uh, the Game Time app. It is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater events, whatever it is, right? And like. Let's say, um, I don't know if you've ever done this, Aaron, but you buy tickets to like a football game and then you actually get there and you're like, these seats suck. Like, I can't mm-hmm. see shit. Well, Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can actually see the view from the seat that you are purchasing mm. before you buy, right? So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. It's also none of that bullshit where they like tack on a lot of money at the end. Like, you know, sometimes you do these food delivery services at home and you're like, hold on a second. How did the price just double? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what, last what, night. What, what, last no. night. Last yeah. night. <laughs> no, but so it's all in prices showing your total upfront. So you know the exact deal you're getting before you check out. Um, it's last minute, like I said. Uh, it's and they got the best price guarantee. Um, they got the flash deals, zone deals where you just buy in a section. Um, and it'll find you the cheapest one in this section. It, it's just game time is the best taking app. You buy tickets in seconds, just two taps. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets at game times. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code SNAPS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SNAPS for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, 
guaranteed. Um, Dude, I had that to happen to me last night. I'm ordering cookies from Crumble. 16 bucks for four cookies. Go to check out. It's 32 bucks. Yeah. What? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I know. It's kind of fucked. I mean, it's, but then at the same time, it's kind of just like lazy fat ass tax. Like, you know, go eat your own food. Actually, I'm kind of, even though this doesn't apply to the crumble cookies, I'm kind of a believer that food shouldn't be delivered that isn't like traditionally delivered, right? Like getting like a burger through an app like that or something never goes well. Mm-hmm. Rise don't hold over well. Like, there's a reason why, like, pizza and Chinese are um are delivered. Uh, I mean, do we just have to keep reading Turner? <laughs> hey, Turner, do we, do we just continue do we to throw five dollars in here? Do we just let Turner Turner join the stream if if Washington wins on Monday. I almost feel like yes. I feel like yes. that's like a yes. super VIP support yes. channel. Yes, uh, Turner, you can join the boys on for you get five minutes. <laughs> to just rip me a new one on Tuesday. That's it. Five. We're going to put a clock on, and then your guests are going to get pulled off the stream after five minutes. You can join well, us. The funny part is, I mean, Aaron was on Washington early on. It sounds like you've switched somewhere along the line. I have switched along the line. Um, just the way Michigan's been built, man. You look at that, you just, you, you feel like, you. I, I was questioning whether this defense could slow down this offense, but they have done it for two years now against Ohio State. So, like, they, they, Maybe not this year to the extreme because they haven't faced an offense like this, but like the way it's been built, the way Harbaugh's built this football team and built this defense, it has been to have the uh, beat Ohio State period. Washington, they is also Ohio State. know Ohio State way more intimately. No, they like do, you know, that but it's very similar. Here. Very similar. Okay, I would trust you on evaluating the kind of schematics behind it. With what they try to accomplish, it's 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 it is very similar. And you look at the the, the scores. Ohio State over three years has not scored over 30 points against Michigan. <laughs> I can't read that one, Turner. That's got a bit of <laughs> racist men. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I'll read I'll read this one though. He says, Aaron Murray, Washington is better than LSU. Washington is LSU 2019. Without citing his source, also Aaron Murray. Michael Penix sucks most, most, so much more than Burrow, though. Not so yeah. much more. No one said so much more. I love Michael Penix. He's a Tampa boy. I'm rooting for my Tampa guy. Come on. Uh, no, you can't just say that, though. That's not true. You're not actually rooting for him. I'm rooting for him personally to have a good game, but oh, I think are you? Michigan's like, going to win. Yeah, I okay. like the kid. Okay. okay. Jeez. Um, so how does Washington win this game, then? So Where you, you, you Where did I, I, I think I, I'll just read my notes before we talk to Colin. My official pick is Washington. Mm-hmm. They've played a harder schedule. They're more battle-tested. They have the better quarterback and weapons. I think the gap is larger between Washington's QB and weapons and Michigan's QB and weapons. Uh, then is the gap between Michigan's defense and Washington's defense. So I know a lot of people will push back on that. But I think it's larger because quarterback matters more than anything else in the field. Um, and I also believe, kind of counterintuitively, as I said during the interview, that Washington, that Michigan's more conservative style may actually play into Washington's favor a bit because they're not the best uh, on a play-to-play basis in terms of defense, and they're just not going to have to defend as many plays. Um, and and I think I think Washington's very comfortable in playing ball controlling games. Like I think I don't think Washington needs to get into track races at all. They want no, every I don't think single so way. I, I'm not saying that Washington year. has to have a game go in the 30s or 40s. I'm just saying like it, it's not. 
I have him. That's more advantageous for them. That's more advantageous for them. I have him scored even on the intangibles front. Um, I have Michigan's advantages as better run game and better defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have him scored even on intangibles front. I have pretty much a wash with coaching, although I may give a slight advantage to DeBoer and the head coach department, but Mm -hmm. then the, the two coordinators from Michigan just put on like a fucking master class. Against Alabama, you know, one, is coach, one, one is coached in the Super Bowl, but we 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 we, we, we ignore that. Uh, well, but if I really wanted to paint that picture, couldn't I say that Harbaugh's lost like almost every big game he's ever played in? Like, I mean, I don't want to be a dick and point that out, but like, that is true. But he um, hasn't this year. No, he hasn't. But that still is the first time, right? Michigan hadn't won a bowl game since Jake Butt was there. <laughs> um, I heard him say that the other day. I was like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Uh, um, so look, I the bottom line is I'm super hyped for the game because um, like I said, you're gonna get a new national champion for the day. Like both these schools haven't wanted to at least 98 so before the BCS even started. Uh, I also got to even in the clutch moments because all those Washington's done it more. There's nothing more clutch than what Alabama did what Michigan just did against Alabama. The only thing I don't know, Aaron, is I I gotta be honest. I'm lazy as fuck when it comes to special teams. I never have any desire to break them down. Both I never look pretty shitty this past weekend. When I, I'm not. when I watch film, I skip over all punts and kick returns. Yep. Uh, like, they're so damn boring. Um, so I, I don't know that part of the game, which is bad analysis on my part. But yeah, so all that said, I like Washington. I'm going to be rolling with Washington Moneyline. Because I'm like David Tepper. I got, I'm insecure and I got giant fucking brass balls and I like to throw drinks on people. That's a bad joke. That didn't really make any sense. My heart tells me Washington. My my mind tells me Michigan. But Just, that's kind of the point. That's been Washington all year long. They've, flown, know, they've flown in the face of the brain, right? Like the the mind has consistently said Washington should lose, mm-hmm. but the heart keeps. But I'm also through. I'm also I'm also stuck with what I've I've preached for three years of. I talked about this this week a little bit too. Of, of yeah. elite quarterback and receiving play is better than defense in today's game. I just think Washington's defense is 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 going to get run over. Like I can see Michigan getting five, six, seven yards a clip and just moving the ball down the field. So isn't it weird wheels. though? Isn't it weird though? When something feels that obvious, you don't feel that's obvious to the Washington coaching staff. Like you don't think that they can scheme selling out to stop the run and then making McCarthy prove you that he can pick you apart one on one, which could he did it to Miss Ohio State a couple of years ago, sure. But yeah. like that would be the play, right? Is sell out to try to stop Corum. Well, they also you could say the same thing against Michigan. Like, why wouldn't you just play cover two? And that, because that's the difference. Still takes cover two's ass. Mm, not the same yeah, street. He does, no. dude. Uh, it's a lot harder to create explosive plays versus cover two than it is a single. No, it is, defense. but he's done it. But he's done it. I know he's long. done it, but I would still they bet on. I would still bet on him every single way. Yeah, I would still. Yeah, but no one has had the complete defense to be able to just still get after a quarterback and play coverage successfully. Like Texas could get after the quarterback a little bit, but their DB still stunk. Like Michigan's finally the first defense that can truly get after the quarterback while also playing a little bit more of a a defensive pass friendly back end. Like they are complete defense. They they can truly rush four and drop seven in the coverage. Well, but and why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you versus a team that right now their star running back? I don't know if fifty fifty to play if that. But again, they haven't faced a wash offense like Washington. 
So we think we know they're complete with what they faced. And to be clear, like, I agree with you. Like, you look and it's tough to parse because, okay, yeah, Oregon, number one in the Pac-12 in pass defense, allowed just 215 a game through the air. Washington dominated, right? However, that 215 number is 54th in the country. Michigan second, giving up 150 per game. Mm -hmm. But they play in the Big Ten where the forward pass is still considered anathema. In fact, I've heard in Mm -hmm. some circles, they're not even sure if it's legal or not yet. So it's like, I don't know. Again, everything everything I'm saying, we are talking, and this is why it's such a good championship game, uh, we are talking in the margins differences. Mm -hmm. It's it's all very slight stuff, and I don't feel like uber confident on my picks, and and it could go either way, and it's tough to parse, certainly, but I am, um, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm rolling Washington, better quarterback and weapons. And again, I think the gap between something like uh, Penix and his weapons and McCarthy and his weapons is greater than the gap between um, the two defenses, which I completely understand if, if, if you don't agree with. All right, I'm going Washington. Let's go. Let's oh, wow. Ooh, that's a bad sign for us. Mm, let's go. Uh, come on. Come yeah. on. Come on. Yet. I can't. I have to stick with my guns here when it comes to Elite quarterback. Yeah, you can't be QB one and be I like, can't be QB one and, and going for a team that runs the football. I just can't do it. It doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't feel good to me. Let's um, go, Penix. Let's go, Penix. Right. Penix up. Penix hour. Uh, I was gonna take. I was gonna take Washington with the points, anyways. I think four is too many. I think this is. Well, a, yeah, a it sounds game. like. I mean, Colin saying that four is you know four and a half is too many. So yeah, like four is like right there as well. So I get. Yeah. I also like in these games like. Just go money line because it's more fun. If you're going to pick the dog, you know what I'm saying? Like, just drop your fucking nuts and do it. Um, Because yeah. I don't want to be like you at the end of the last game. <laughs> Ottawa Traveler, we have not been against Michigan all year. In fact, if you check no. the snaps, top tens, much of the time I fought for Michigan to be number one mm-hmm. before Georgia beat Kentucky. And then Georgia fans yelled at me that Georgia had to be number one after beating Mark Stoops badly at home. Look how good this fucking Georgia team is. And, uh, well, that's when Georgia supplanted them or somewhere around there. No, I think the Kentucky game, I actually had to stop you from trying to make Georgia number one because you beat fucking Kentucky. All right. So what is what does Michigan have to do to win now that we've changed the narrative? Both of us are on, on well, Washington. I think Con laid it out, right? Yeah. I mean, like, they, they run the fuck out of the ball, control it, Washington can't stop him. And then uh, just Michigan having such a good defense wins them more of those one-on-ones that Washington consistently wins and it causes Washington to stall out. So yeah. I feel like Colin pretty much covered that. I think we should I think we should take all the money from Turner Young today and put it on Washington money line. Team snaps bet. Um yeah, where does that money go? Um, where does that money go? To the volume, which it should, Probably. you know. They fund us, they pay us. I'm all I'm fine with that. That's great. Yeah, but let's I think everyone I think Collins on I think Collins on Washington. We're on Washington. I don't like this. See, this is what I fucking hate them mm-hmm. is that they, they they everybody's been consistently fading them, right? And now it's like fool me once, fool me twice. You're not gonna fool me three times, and now mm-hmm. everybody's rubber banding back the the, the other Shit, way. This would be I, like fool me like four or five times by now. I mean, we're I up here. That's what I'm saying, but I just don't like that from a um. It's like you know, I, 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 I wanted to still be in here, kind of a, a, a alone. It feel, now that everybody's in here, it feels less cool and it feels a little more sketchy. 
Mm. It feels a little bit like uh, the ship. I don't know if we you know are we, are we exceeding the maximum occupancy for our Washington yacht. Probably not. Who, Washington who does gets. America want to win? Washington? I'm guessing America wants Washington. Yeah, bro. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think America's very pleased very to not nice. have to watch the Save and Smart Invitational. Um, and so either champion is acceptable, but Michigan's got the cheating stuff. Uh Harbaugh's more of a a complicated character. Kalen DeBoer's like blue collar, come up from Sioux Falls. Like fucking Dakota coach worked his way through FCS, FBS. All he does is win. Washington ain't won a natty since 91. It's like anybody has any great hate against Washington. I apologize all my kooks. I know that you really yeah. do hate them. But um, no, it's 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 easily Washington is the hearts and my the heart's favorite uh going into this game. In super chats from Turner Young today. What a G dude. Mm. Shout the fuck out, dude. Mm-hmm. And, um, better better story to have the Pac-12 win the Natty the last year of their existence. I do like the Jake uh, the West. Nice it's a big mic. title at this point. Just face it, dude. It's a big sure. title, honestly. Uh, Jake Westerberg says five dollars. I don't think anyone outside Michigan fans knows a starting receiver there. JJ McCarthy is a discount Bo Nix. Thirty-four twenty-eight Washington takes it. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that discount Bo Nix takes. Mm-hmm. Although again, I think JJ where where Nix kind of I hate this for him. But in the big moments, Knicks has stumbled. I think McCarthy, meditation, everything else. I think McCarthy's more prepared for those big life. Just meditate. Just meditate. I mean, I don't know, dude. I think that's probably kind of true. Anytime I've ever started to engage in mindfulness, I feel way better about it. I'm just not disciplined enough to to keep it up. Hey, now. Um but I mean, I mean look, Roman Wilson did very well in terms of like a Michigan receiver. Roman Wilson did very well against that yeah. Alabama secondary. So, or good enough. Uh, Daniel, five dollars. Mm-hmm. Washington will grab the lead early, how they have all year, and force Michigan to open up unless Michigan wants to run the clock down for unless Michigan wants to run the clock down fourteen. I mean, I, again, maybe I don't know that. It, I don't think it's that cut and dry. But that would be Washington's best best path to victory if they could take out some of Michigan's rushing attack with their scoring, right? With their own scoring. Like that's going to be, that could be the best rush defense that uh, Washington has. Do you think Michigan can get into the forties? I think that's the question. Cause I do think that, that Washington's good enough to score the low to mid thirties. Um, you think Michigan's going to score in the low to mid thirties? No, I'm saying is, is Michigan good enough to get to mid thirties? Ah, yeah, 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 for sure. So it's a shootout. It's, it's, oh, you're taking the over too. I don't think it's a shootout. I think it's kind of similar to the Oregon game and stuff, and not unlike Texas, where the score will be in the 30s. But I don't know that I would describe either of those games as a shootout. No, right. They were pretty consistently played throughout. Shootout is Ole Miss and LSU just fucking pissing down their leg defensively and letting everybody score at will. Um, Ottawa Traveler says Washington State and Oregon State have Washington low 20s. Yeah, again, but like, then why couldn't Texas do it? Why couldn't Oregon do it? Like, I don't care about Washington's down games because all they've done is find ways to win every single week and especially in the biggest games. Um, mm. oh, this is it. Turner Young says, as a QB in the big house, had Harbaugh do versus my old man's Orange Bowl winning team. 
His Turner's dad played at Washington, team that won the Orange Bowl back in the day, even after beating number one Miami the week before. Penix is 1-0 and versus Michigan. I don't understand the last part. That's the second time that you've used your dad's experience beating Michigan in the big house in Harbaugh as Penix being 1-0. Are you Penix's brother, Turner Young? That'd be badass. Or is your dad Michael Penix's dad? Because I love Michael Penix, dude. If he wants to come to the show, come on. I doubt it, but that'd be... I mean, I doubt that he's your dad, but it'd be cool. Um, Keon Newton says, Texas going to do it because T-Bob's right about Steve. No, look, I, I want to be clear. I'm officially granting Steve Sarkeesian the rank of good coach nowadays. He, um, he Penix versus Michigan here. back in 20... No, he didn't play that game. Oh, what about the Indiana game? Did they beat him? No, they didn't beat him that game. He huh? didn't play in 2021. 2020? That was the good Indiana year. Oh, they did beat them that year. That's where... Uh, I think they beat him that year. Uh, Mamba24, $5 super chat. This Washington offensive line, this Washington offense is like 2021 in Ohio State. Michigan is built to yep. be a team like this. Look, that's, I mean, that is a fair take. And I had to consider that before he came to the show this year, or this, this today. And I don't think that, like, if that's your take and what you're rolling with, like, I think that is a fine logic foundation to build your home upon. Who is the, who is the quarterback for Michigan in 2020? Indiana beats Michigan. 38-21, Michael Penix Jr., 30-50, 342, three touchdowns. Who is Michigan's quarterback? Uh, Denard Robinson, no. Um, Transferred. I have no idea. Joe Milton. What? No, no way, dude. Mm-hmm. That, dude. Oh, look at chat. They knew. They were on it, dude. Um, hey, Yamaliava looked pretty good, dude. Are you buying Nico stock? I am buying Nico stock. More, which stock would you rather buy? Okay, crypto boy, you got, Ooh, Garrett, go. Nuss, you got Garrett Nussmeyer and Iamaliava. You can only have one, Nico. Oh, you piece of shit. Good, Nico. more Nussbus coin for the rest of us. <laughs> I just think that offense is just built to put up stats, like that's the difference. It is, it is, you could, you, you, you can blink, and all of a sudden, that, that, that quarterback is throwing for. 74 complete percent completion and, and a bunch of yards and touchdowns. Like it, it can happen that fast in, in, in Hypo's offense. Yeah, get ready, guys. We're gonna try to um now that you know, not to brag. Crypto's oh back. God, we're at 12 8, dude. We're at 12.8 subscribers. We're almost at 13. Mm-hmm. Let's fucking go, dude. If we get at 13 by the night, it'd be incredible. So now that we're becoming YouTube stars. We got to get into scheming our audience through crypto. Okay. Yep. It's just kind of a rite of passage on YouTube. So look out for Snaps Coin coming soon. Um, I've kind of designed the whole thing like a pyramid, but y'all can be on the top, right? Okay. And who wins pyramid schemes? Us on the top. Okay, guys. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go take advantage of people together. Maybe a little uh, different than how the Paul brothers and company do it. Um Go dog five dollar super chat. Turner Young throwing money and talking uh, cash shit at y'all. Just imagine them Houston strippers hearing him tell him games after. <laughs> Turner Young said he's from Houston, or at least lived there at a time. If this man is in Houston for the natty, and look at him, he said in the chat, "I'm Marty in Club Onyx." It is. It's already <laughs> great. To be a dancer in Houston, not just because James Harden used to live there, but anytime there's a major sporting event. But yes, Turner Young's going to be in the private room 
And as he's getting Danza, he's just going to be like that meme, just over talking into the girl's ear. I told you, Michael Penix was like Joe Burr. I told you, <laughs> I fucking told Aaron Murray, I fucking tried to tell that stupid little bitch he don't want to listen to me. And she's like, "What are you talking about? Just shut up and let me dance on you." All right, uh, you yeah, like sex? Sam on the Sam in the chat, Aaron Murray. I want to know, uh, know why guys like you, blue chip quarterbacks, never go to Michigan? Did Michigan recruit you? Did you consider them? I was dying to get you to Michigan. We never had a chance. Michigan just has not had a great history of quarterbacks. I mean, the fact that right now, this may be the greatest quarterback in Michigan history, J.J. McCarthy. Yeah. yeah tells yeah. you everything you need. Not, not, nothing against J.J. I think no. J.J. is a, a good quarterback. But I'm just saying, like, that's not like this is a Heisman Trophy, like, big, like, they've never been, like, the big, sexy stats, elite, consistent receivers or quarterback play, like, I mean, your biggest time quarterback is Tom Brady. And Tom Brady had a very average career at Michigan. No, remember we we did this before you the did season. It. Yeah, uh, and it is shocking at how unimpressive the all-time Michigan quarterback list is. Yeah, like the people who lead it statistically. I forgot his name, but we're talking about like a wide receiver who like played quarterback for like two years. It's it's, Brian it's not Greasy? good. Uh, Greasy's in that mix. He's yeah. in that mix, but it's not. It's 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 really nothing to write home about. Yeah. Um. John said you guys are ignorant. Michigan had a ton of blue chip quarterbacks. And I'm just talking about what they did once they got there. I don't know about going there. Yeah. Um, Jake Westerberg, $5 super chat. Michigan's built to beat a team like this. It's such a cop-out when they played maybe one decent offense all year long in Ohio State with a mid QB. Uh, I, get what, what, I, get, I get what Aaron's saying because he's saying that he's going beyond this year. He's not talking about the Kyle yeah. court year. They're talking about beating uh, C.J. Stroud-led um Ohio State. Ohio State. Also, it's just it's just so cold up there. Like I'm a Southern boy. I'm not trying to go to Michigan and play quarterback. Just to be honest, yeah. going back to that question, uh, the chat also wants to know when I'm going to have my my throwing competition with Brooks. T Bob <laughs> was gracious enough. To, he's actually going to do the competition for me. He feels pretty confident that it'd be a waste of my time. So T's going to do it. And, wow. and, and take I cannot throw a ball over. I've had two labor surgeries. I literally can't throw a ball over like 15 fucking yards, dude. Brooks would smoke me. He's got a cannon. 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 All right. Um, thank you all so much. Hey, that's the 15K. I will actually honor my bet. 15K subscribers. I'll do a throw off with Brooks. And chat, I'm still taking suggestions for other things since I have, for now, not gotten the fuckboy fade. Coming for Hot Boy Summer in April. Do not worry. Um, we will do something at I'll do something. And uh, we're committing, though, to the live stream during the game on Monday. Are you in? I'm, I'm in. You don't got to work it or anything, right? Seriously, you got you running around anywhere? Mm-mm. All right. Hell yeah. Fucking right, boys. Um, thank you all so much. We really do love you. Thank you for supporting the show. Hit the like button. Sub to the channel. And uh, we will see you as we just continue to break down this game and run up to it. It's so much fun. I can't wait. Share with your friends. We love you. We'll talk to you later. More snaps. Oh, wait, oh. Thank you to Pat Gunther. Ryan Brumley, Adam Gracia, Chris Tran, Danny Cardenas, everybody on Team Snaps making the show happen. Do an incredible job. Thank you all so much. We'll see you next time. The Volume. 
Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.